1: Hello and welcome to the Following On podcast from Sport. I'm John Norman and whilst the cricket season may be drawing to a close, it doesn't mean there's no cricket to talk about. So today you'll be hearing two very special interviews. The first from David Bumble-Lloyd on man cadding and also England and Surrey batter Ollie Pope on uh, an incredibly successful summer for uh, club and country. You're listening to Following On. Well, hello, welcome to the show. Special podcast today, bringing together two interviews that took place on Talk Sport. First up, fresh from the third and final ODI between England and India women. Well, there was only one topic in town, wasn't there? Man Cadding. Uh, so here's Bumble on with Sam Matterface, Simon Jordan, and Graham Soonis. Story of the
2: day everyone was talking about mancad. is it in line with the rules or is it just not cricket England required 17 runs to win against India with one wicket left Charlie Dean was run out at the non-striker's end as uh, bowler Deepthi Sharma stopped in her delivery stride to take the winning wicket many think the dismissal which has only happened four times in men's one day international cricket and never before in women's is against the spirit of cricket with an expectation among some players that a bowler should give the batter a warning first if they feel they're wandering out of their crease but it is in the law Of the game. Uh, Michael Atherton was quite interested in in this in the Times this weekend. Where do you draw the line between sportsmanship and winning at all costs? David, what did you think of the incident?
3: Well, it it causes outrage and it always has done. Call it man cadding. The bottom line is if the batsman stays in his or her ground, there's not a problem at all. I'll just tell you this Oi Morgan just retired. Oi Morgan at the non striking end puts his back behind the crease and he watches the ball all the way from the bowler's hand. He's staring at the bowler's hand. He's not looking down the pitch. He's not looking into the crowd. He's watching the hand. Batsman stays in the crease. There's absolutely no problem. But it causes outrage. Change the law. Change the law so that, you know, what I've said is that one warning and then everybody in the ground The writers, the commentators, the players, everybody knows that it's fair game from now on.
2: Um, The law did change, didn't it, quite significantly in 2000, then changed back in 2017. It is still ambiguous. It does say that you can't move until the point of the expected delivery. And that word expected um, causes a little bit of subjectiveness when it comes to deciding whether or not, whether or not the, the batter should be given out.
3: Yeah, it needs tightening. And you could say that when the back foot lands, when the front foot lands, when the height of the action is reached, the extension of the arm, call it what you want, but it's too ambiguous as it is. Clean it all up, tidy it up. Let me just tell you this, 27 years I've been involved as a player and a coach. Never seen it once, but it's very prevalent now. It's happening everywhere. And just take the Nth degree. If this is going to happen every five overs, it's going to be a wonderful game, isn't it? Mm. Um, is it fair play? Well, um, yeah. It's it's within the laws of the game, but it, it it depends where you are. In Outrage in England, and if you go into the subcontinent, it, it's quite acceptable.
4: Some well, it's an interesting one, is because some people would say backing up is taking advantage of something that puts you in a way of something that you, by definition, you don't often get. <laughs> Um, the penalty for because bowlers don't do it. I think David's point is probably the most salient, which is there is an element of a batsman backing up, following the bowler and going out of his crease when the expected delivery is, is brought forward. In this instance, if you watch the video of this, it's quite a cynical... Um, uh, um, situation from the bowler because it, if you watch the batsman it looks as if the bowler is just about to deliver then the batsman moves there are far mm-hmm. more compelling examples where people are taking down, downright liberties in backing up and walking two or three yards out of their crease before the bowler is even released so I think David's observation is probably the the most um, sensible which is a bowler marks the card or the umpire marks the card of a batsman saying well, this is your first warning you now know that if you do it again the that you are fair game for a bowler doing precisely what this bowler did, and I think it's just common sense. But that would be a
2: voluntary code, wouldn't it? They wouldn't be able to put that in the laws of the game. That you have to give him a warning first
4: before well, you. Why about not? To that would have been gear. the first time. Why not? She was walking out the crease. Why not? The, not, the, the bowler would have marked that. And thought, I'm going to kill I don't that. think so in this instance. I think, you think that was the very first time. I think in this it was David, in this game have we seen enough to know this was the first instance of it? I think it was the first time. I think it was the first yeah. instance. But why not? In in football you get like a yellow you, you commit one of your a... heinous fouls that you did back in the day, like you did against the kid against Dow Bucharest. And about. and you get a yellow card, right? Mm-hmm. So why shouldn't a batsman get a warning of his behaviour?
3: David? Well, let me just bring everything up to speed. The bowler back in India has said that the batsman was warned several times, okay, and the umpires were warned beforehand that this was occurring. Now, this is dead simple. Just somebody pick up the phone, John Norman, anybody, ring the ECB and ask the umpires to confirm was was warnings given during the game. It's dead simple.
4: Um, in terms of. But do you agree with the principle of the basic principle that yeah. we're discussing with you, which is it's fair to give somebody one morning like a yellow card in football?
3: Yeah, I do because it cleans it all up. And the other thing that's worth mentioning, these things only occur very recently when it's desperate, when it's really tight. It doesn't happen in the first over of the game. You wouldn't see that happening in the first over of the game. It's when there's a little bit of desperation comes in and now we go. By the way, Graham Sooner, I'm, I'm absolutely beside myself here. Absolutely beside myself.
2: Well, why, why is that in particular? Is it because he's now changed Talk the whole cricket. radio stations <laughs> because he's uh, he's now got his name above the door? <laughs> it's fabulous, the Graham Sooners show. Uh,
3: absolutely fabulous player. Techno Prisoners. <laughs>
4: You're, you're my sort of man. I do listen to you. Thank you.
2: <laughs>
3: you're my
4: man.
2: <laughs> We're certainly delighted to have him here, that's for sure. Um, do you think that um, it blights the series as a whole? It's something that Amy Jones, as the England captain, said, you know, I hope it doesn't take the shine off a good
3: summer and a good series. Did it? Yeah, of course. I mean, the two teams know that there's going to be animosity between them. It, and That's the way it is. Teams that may have got on really well. And don't forget that the girl, Goswami, who was the best player India have ever had, it tiny her day. That was the final do. It's tiny her day. Hold
0: up.
4: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
1: The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, I didn't call the ECB. Now, thinking I probably should have. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Big thanks to Bumble. Uh, for appearing on the uh, Jim White show, although Jim wasn't there, and uh, the breakfast show got involved as well. They landed a big fish thanks to Sam Ellard, who got this exclusive interview with England and Surrey star Ollie Pope.
5: Cool, um, Ollie Pope. Thank you very much for speaking with uh, with TalkSport. You, I mean, you look okay. I thought you look a little bit worse for wear. I know it's been a, a heavy few days, I imagine for you. But how's everything going? You're good.
6: Yeah, all good. Yeah, um yeah, it's been a fun few days, Obviously, Won the won the trophy last week with the Surrey boys. Um so yeah, there's a few celebrations after that. Um but now nah, chilling now, which is nice. Bit of time off ahead so that which will be which will be handy.
5: Oh, good man. No, look, obviously an amazing summer for for Surrey winning the County Championship. Um it's a long tough season, isn't it? What do you think was the recipe for success this summer for you boys?
6: Uh, we've obviously got a seriously good side um, our bowling attack is is amazing I think obviously you need 20 wickets each week and we played with some pretty good pitches as well so um we won a lot of games. Some guys like Frankie Warrell led the attack amazingly, um, and then we we had guys constantly coming in throughout uh, when England boys went away when there was injuries. So, um, and and guys just stood up when they needed to the most, uh, and I think that's probably played a massive part. And then Gareth Batty, he's been outstanding as, as our as our coach. Obviously, this year his his first proper year as a head coach for us, um, and he's he's got that balance right. I think in county cricket, I think you need to be intense and you need to know when to be intense at the right time, but because it is such a hard slog, you need to get the balance right between training days off um, and he's being class.
5: Yeah. Just obviously we, you know, we, we, it's great for you, but we've lost bats. We, we don't see bats anymore, but we feel like he's one of our own talks. But yeah, just give us a bit more of an insight into, into what he's like. Cause he's got such a good cricket brain, but I can imagine him being a sort of a quite chill coach when, when needed. Yeah,
6: exactly. And I think it's probably quite handy that he's, he was a player so recently, um, yeah, he's a top lad and the, the boys have a lot of respect for him for who he is, what he did as a cricketer. Uh, but he's he's got into this role and he he works harder than everyone as well, which I think is a massive attribute to have as well. Um I think he, he throws more balls than any other coach. He's there before everybody, uh, throughout the whole season, obviously every game being a coach. Um which I think we we look up to him and it's like this guy's putting in so many hard yards to us. So so that's awesome. And yeah, he, he's pretty chilled out as well. I mean, even after the bad days, it's not it's not necessarily pointing fingers, it's just sort of taking it as we as it as it comes and then sort of thinking logically about it. But now he's he's found, he's sort of gone into this role with a lack of a, a lack of real experience as a coach and he's mm. been one of the most enjoy it's been one of the most enjoyable seasons working with him.
5: Yeah, and then the team on paper only is it's a weird looking team, isn't it? Because of no frontline spinner um but you, you I mean you bat so deep don't you i think like you know a time disease and guys at 8 nine, ten have scored 50s and 100s um and also there's there's so many bowling options but getting on paper it doesn't look like a, a conventional team does it
6: yeah exactly i think we've obviously had to be fair i know that will jacks isn't necessarily seen as a as a frontline spinner but he he took on that role amazing this year and he picked up wickets at crucial times and he also yeah like Batting a bit lower down, and he he has turned into a seriously good red ball cricketer this year as well as well as his white ball skills. Um And I think that's part of it as well. And that's part of what what the best teams do is they contribute runs throughout all, all the way down to ten and eleven. Even if even if it's guys who aren't necessarily the best with the bat, if they can see themselves as a batter and contribute at thirty, that can and it has been the difference in a lot of our games this year. It's not necessarily been the perfect perfect performance where you go score five hundred and roll a team twice. It's been sort of. Getting a forty-fifty run lead with the tail, and then yeah, and then getting getting ahead of the game, and then let the bowlers do the rest of it.
5: And I mean, obviously, you know, it's such a strong team on, on paper. I mean, you've, you've got so many top-quality players, but how good is it to see some some new faces, some young guys as well, sort of you know really step up to the plate? You know, I'm thinking some like you know, Gus Atkinson, Tom Laws. You know, you've got your Ramleys, your Roaches, your international players, but some of the young players when 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 needed really stepped up, didn't they? And put in some great performances.
6: Yeah, absolutely. I think yeah, Gus has been outstanding. And he, even with the bat, he's scored a few 50s as well. And Tom Laws, um, I don't think he necessarily would have expected to play this year at all in the championship side. And then when he came in, everyone was like, wow, this guy, this guy can play. Um, and I think to, for someone like him to to have, to be in an attack with guys like Worrell, Kemar, Roach, um, Jordan Clark, toppers at the start of the season... Those guys, you kind of expect him to play a uh, sort of a bit of a backseat role, but he did the opposite. He sort of, he, he bowled as much of a leader as everyone else as well. So I think that, like I said, guys stood up at the right time that necessarily wouldn't have expected to get their go when they did. And yeah, did an outstanding job.
5: And just one more player to talk about. I mean, you know, Rory Burns. I guess, you know, he probably liked to play for England this summer. It's been a, a tough time for him. Um, you know, being dropped from the England team, but like, how impressive was it for him to sort of lead the team so well, and also score score a lot of runs too?
6: Yeah, exactly. I think when you when you get dropped from the England side, it's obviously disappointing, and I think the way he's dealt with it's been amazing. He's he he puts his heart and soul into that that role as captain, and he he's a stubborn guy but and I tell him this as well but he knows exactly what his vision is and how he wants to play and his plan so he, he he knows that and I think that's probably one of his best attributes being being a county captain uh because you get so many ideas thrown at you the whole time that he sort of he trusts trusts his guy and trusts his own so now he's I couldn't be happier for him he's obviously had a tough time getting in Australia and then getting dropped from, from the team. But I think, yeah, it's, it's a very fitting way for him to hit the winning runs last week and be lifting the trophy this week in uh, Manchester. Is he ever going to shave his hair, though? Oh, I, I want him to, to be honest. He needs I, to I, go. I yeah, I think, to be fair, when he, when he goes out and about and he actually puts on uh, some, some clothes and uh, obviously <laughs> just not in cricket-wise, I think it actually does look a lot better. Um, but at the same time, I prefer Burnsy with a skin fade and a fresh trim
5: hundred uh, percent, because obviously, I think you first had it, I, I imagine, during lockdown, I think, from what I can remember. And you sort of think, all right, fine, something a bit different. But it's so long and he's a handsome man and I just can't see the handsomeness. I just see the long hair coming down.
6: Yeah, I know, I know, especially when he doesn't tie it up, which he sometimes yeah, does. I well, know,
5: so. when it's coming down yeah. the helmet, it just looks wrong.
6: Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll chat, to, chat to his missus and try try and get her to tell him to get it
5: cut. Thank but yeah he, he,
6: yeah, he thinks he pulls it off anyway. I don't, I don't mind it, to be
5: honest. Good man, good man. Um, I'd like to ask you one more question about um, sort of the county season. I know that sort of these decisions get made by people way above your pay grade. Um, uh-huh. but no, it's no, a, no. But i to ask you has been a, it's it's been it's a bit of talk out like, there about sort of moving forward and you know a, a reduction in in Red Bull cricket. And you know, I'm not going to ask you to to tell me how you think the you know the summer should look, but just on Red Bull cricket, do you think we should stick with with where we're at, or do you sort of understand the logic of maybe uh, a smaller, tighter Red Bull season?
6: Um, I think, I think the main thing that I see is whether, whether there was less games, I'm not sure. Um, I think sometimes, I think we played something like eight or nine, eight games in a row at the start of the season where you literally play your four days, you get one day off, you train, you train, you play. And doing that for eight weeks when, and obviously playing four days of like intense cricket is a lot. And I think you want guys. So we had, we were lucky enough this year that our bowling attack, we had, Guys who kept coming through, and we we could give someone like Jamie Overton a week off mm. um, and then bring someone in um, so then he could then bowl ninety miles an hour and perform to the best of his ability but when you when you get guys who are sort of I think this is mainly for the bowlers um when you get guys who can't even run in and bowl a hundred percent just because yeah. of that i think that's probably the biggest challenge and that's how i see it as the biggest challenge um because you want you want guys running in and bowling quickly and you want to get rewarded for bowling quickly as well you don't want to feel like oh, i can't bowl quickly this week because i don't want to don't again injury so i think that there's obviously scope for it. i think it's good having and i quite like having a lot of teams in div one and div two just because when you do win it it's you're beating mm. everybody not just not just a small group of players if that makes sense so i i do enjoy that side of it um But yeah, I I don't want to, I don't want to have too much of a say, but I just think the guys who sort of are low on resources and they don't have as many bowlers as we were lucky enough to have this Mm. year, that that is when it becomes tough.
5: Right. On to the fun stuff now. Okay. The big question, really, how did Surrey celebrate winning the county championship? Come on. I want blow by blow. What happened? What went down? Give us a story on Uh... TalkSport Breakfast. Come on.
6: You know what? There's, there's nothing too. So we what do we do? So obviously won the game at about four o'clock and beers in the changing room. Uh, I treated the lads to dominoes each, which was uh, which is always a good ritual after you good win man. a game. They always go down pretty well. Um, and then we actually had our awards evening, which was going to be penciled in thinking right the season's the last game day, day of the year is going to be day four, but we won it in three days. So come the awards evening, I think the boys were. Ticking. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I think yeah. the the chat that they had before the guys who were running the awards was let's not do interviews on stage because someone's going to say something wrong. That one's um, going viral on so social much, media. Go get yeah, go get your award and get off the stage as quickly as you can if you want one. Um, then back to the changing room, a few more drinks, uh, and then few few of the lads ventured out for uh, to a rubbish place in Clapham Actually, were you um, one of them? Yeah, uh, yeah, man. I was. Yeah. And then, and then, yeah, then we met up the day after, had a bit of food and a, a few drinks in, a, in, in London somewhere in a pub, which, which was good fun. And to be fair, I think the boys gave it a good nudge, but I think I, I'm not playing. Um, but I think half the boys had an eye. We, we're playing against, obviously, Lancashire this week. So half an eye on that. So the boys, I think, had a pretty chill weekend. And I'm sure, I'm sure once we lift the trophy next weekend, it could be, could be a bit, uh, bit bigger.
5: Are you going to go again next week?
6: Well, I think so, because that would be the official end of the season. So I yeah, think naturally, naturally intense, feel like, especially because we'll lift the trophy and stuff. So I think the boys will get a bit giddy. So no, it'll be a good,
5: good laugh. A Manchester, good night out of Manchester. Oh, I wouldn't know. you never had a night <laughs> in Manchester?
6: <laughs> no, no, I haven't, no, but uh, I'll let you know. <laughs> um,
5: and, but for you though, Ollie, right? I mean, the perfect summer, you come back into the England team, you score runs for England's. You know, we've won, what, six out of seven matches, England, and then so we win the county championship. I mean, really, you probably couldn't have asked for a better summer, right?
6: Yeah, exactly. I think I, I, I actually went into this summer probably more nervous than I've been just to to play cricket. I thought of, I obviously had a tough time in in the Ashes, uh, didn't score the runs that I wanted, and it was probably the the biggest experience for me and i think i've used that in in the right way um and i remember I, to be honest i remember having the net before the west indies tour and, and i was facing jordan clark he was just getting through some overs at 70 percent on the, and when you bat indoors you should just be crunching it that ball doesn't move and i could barely <laughs> let bat on it to be honest so i was like really? Geez, this isn't this isn't this isn't good so i it was sort of like a right, pull your socks up and get get to work so i used that west indies trip as a as almost like a big training camp for me. And yeah, fortunately, I didn't think I was even going to be on the England side, to be honest. Um, so that that getting the call to bat that I was gonna bat at three was yeah, incredibly special. Um and yeah, then I think winning winning against New Zealand and contributing in in those games was so special. And then that crazy India test where that was a big team effort, uh, chasing down those runs where I got a duck, um, <laughs> which was. but no, that, even that was just, it was just a great week to be a part of. Winning the championship was so special for, for the club and for so many people as well. So, yeah, it's been it's been awesome. Um, it's been I think it's probably been the most fun I've just had playing cricket, which probably is a good lesson for me that the more you are enjoying cricket, probably the better you're going to be playing.
5: Oh, good man. Well, we're, we're very happy for you that it's all worked out, mate. But are you are, are you going to get a bit of time a bit of time off before before Pakistan? Are you, are you g- going to go anywhere anywhere nice? Uh,
6: yeah, yeah. I've got a month and a half off, pretty much after this. Before, what are you going to so I, I think uh, I think I'm going to go see see one of my mates in the south of France and then have a little chilled holiday in the sun somewhere just before that as well. So wow. uh, no, it would be it be nice nice to get away and just get. Get somewhere to be honest where no one really knows about cricket and uh, you can just put your feet up and turn your phone off and yeah, and then and just enjoy a bit of sun.
5: Are you not famous in France? Does no one know who Oli Pope is in France? <laughs> oh, not famous anywhere, but especially <laughs> in France. <laughs> yeah, you are, mate. You're the face of England cricket these
6: days. <laughs> uh, no chance, no chance. But no, no, I'm looking forward to it. Just yeah, a bit of time away
5: will be nice. And just a couple more. Um, The World Cup is 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 not uh, not too far away, is it? Obviously, Pakistan series going on at the moment. Just be interested of in your thoughts on that. I mean, how good has it been to see players like you? Know, obviously, you know Jacks very well, but Jacks, Brook, Ducky, you know, players that aren't in the, the strongest eleven. I mean, two of them aren't even in the the fifteen man squad. But the strength in depth in white ball cricket in England at the moment is frightening, isn't it, Ollie?
6: Yeah, it really is. I think um I was. I mean, Brookie is just a serious player. Uh, his knock the other night was ridiculous. Even seeing Duckett, Duckett come through, he's one of my good mates. I've toured with him a lot. And I think, yeah, it does show how, the depth that there is. And obviously those guys are young as well. So so when when these spots do become available and these guys can come in and show what they're about is awesome. And I, uh, yeah, Jaxie as well, playing the way he did the other night was awesome too. Um, but, the, yeah, they're going well. It looks like they're going well in Pakistan. It's, it's on at the minute, actually. I don't know if they're... I think they're three down still, so hopefully they can get over the line. Um, but yeah, nice. No, it looks a great place to tour as well. Mm. I mean, the, the fans, the fans look amazing as well, um, and the stadiums look sit well. They on a the TV, they sound seriously loud. So I'm looking forward to seeing what that's about in a in a in a couple of months. Um, but yeah, the depth is, is crazy in white Bull cricket, and I think in red Bull cricket it's coming through as well now, which is which is good to see.
5: Is it hard? Do you think um, sort of the team that are playing now in Pakistan? Could be quite different to the team that plays in the first game of the World Cup. Is that? Do you see that as a problem, or do you just think that's just part of cricket now? You know, sort of players are used to sort of flying in, putting on the pads, and then playing. Is that not really a problem? Do you think?
6: Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's really a problem at all. I mean, I guess you look at you look at the guys that aren't there. And uh obviously Liam Livingston, I think he's going to be hopefully fit for the world Cup um and obviously butler hasn't been playing, but I don't think those there two guys are definitely are going to struggle sort of fight finding their feet obviously just the skipper and it, those two are sort of freakishly good players as well so um I think it's good just good for everyone in that you know you know that if something does go wrong and someone gets injured or something like, something like that then then those guys have the ability to step up and come in and perform.
5: On the big stage that they are doing, so I don't think that's an issue at all for the lads. And Ollie, final question, mancat. Ah, oh. talk. To them. There we go. Your head has gone in your hands already. I got this. Is by the way, this is everywhere. People that don't even like cricket are messaging me about this. All right, um, where do you stand on this? Um, the bowler within a right to do it, or no? It can't happen. It's not good enough.
6: I mean, it obviously can happen. Uh, the rules are as they are. Um, I think
5: don't sit on the fence. Bit...
6: I'm not. I know. I won't. I won't. I know. I, to be honest, I completely disagree with it. If I was in a, if I was in a team or captaining a team, and the bowler did that, I think you, I'd be saying put the bells back on.
0: Make sure. And I
6: think a warning's fine. Uh, and I know the rules are as they are. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that you can't do it because you can do it. But I just don't think it's a way that you should win a game of cricket. Um, especially obviously it looked like it was going down to to the wire that game too Um, and that's my opinion Um, but I just and it's if a batter's obviously trying to get a clear advantage and sort of sprint down the other end then yeah but I think just go to the batter pretend to take the bails off and just go next time just stay in the crease not not take the bails off and then stick with it personally um, I don't see I don't feel that's a very very good way of winning a game of cricket I think it'd be pretty unfulfilling if you want a game of cricket like that
5: what a good answer. What a good answer, Oli. Um, Ollie, thank you very much for your time. By the way, as well, is it a coincidence that the, the, the summer that me, Ali McCoist, start coming down to the Oval, so are you in the county championship? You know, it's, yeah. it's the support of me and Ali McCoist, right? Yeah, exactly. You've got, you
6: got tickets whenever you need. So you guys, you guys keep coming.
5: Oh, good man. Um, Oli, mate, that's absolutely fantastic, mate. I really, really appreciate your, uh, your time this evening.
1: No worries. Pleasure. Thank, thanks for having me. So huge thanks to Ollie Bumble um, and Sam as well I suppose uh, remember there will be another show heading your way Wednesday morning Neil Manthorpe and Steve Harmison bringing you the Cricket Collective with very special guest Jos Butler and they will be turning their attention to uh, the reforms set out by Sir Andrew Strauss uh, I'll be bringing reports from Lahore and the 5th T20 between Pakistan and England across TalkSport on Wednesday but for now thanks for listening to the following on podcast